This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has grown to become the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. Check out salesleadershipunited.com and tap into tools used by elite sales leaders worldwide. Accelerate your leadership development. Solve modern sales challenges. Use fully prepped sales meetings in your next team meeting. Thousands of hours of sales leadership materials indexed and searchable with a single click. Create your own personal sales leadership library. Head to salesleadershipunited.com and use the code ROB at signup to get a free trial on me. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth from the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. This show features leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Be sure to check out the all-new salesleadershipunited.com. Fast-track your sales leadership development, gain insights into how other sales leaders are solving challenges similar to the ones you face, and tap into over 400 leadership topics, hundreds of video insights, battle-tested leadership frameworks, and new material that comes out every single week. Sales Leadership United is the easiest investment in yourself you'll ever make. Head to salesleadershipunited.com, use the code ROB at signup, and get a free trial on me. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders who are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. The show continues to grow so fast, and I love the DMs. Keep them coming, because I love hearing how the conversations we're having are helping you in your career. And, and as a side note, thank you to so many of you who have reached out after hearing my story of the ongoing battle with cancer. Uh, it's been mind-blowing to me how many people have shared that the story's been helpful. So yes, please share it. Yes, thank you for reaching out. And yes, if I can be helpful, I want to talk to you about it. But let's talk about today's show. I am pumped for this one. This guest needs no introduction to our longtime listeners. Uh, today, we welcome back my personal favorite data scientist turned revenue leader and now turned favorite expert in AI for sales. How do you like that for an introduction, okay? That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Jason Santana. And today, Jason becomes one of our extremely rare three-time guests. I first met Jason when he was running sales strategy for Paychex. The second time he joined us, he was the SVP of sales at Axiom. Uh, and it's been a couple of years since he last joined us. And since then, he's done all kinds of stuff that he's going to update us on. He's become an author. He's become an expert in how sales teams use AI. And he is doing big things in the world of sales. I love every discussion I ever have with Jason. And not just because of his success in leading iconic teams or his killer perspective. The real reason is Jason's one of those people that I respect on so many levels. He's a colleague who has taught me. He is a friend who has helped me. And he's one of those human beings who I'm better off because I know him. And with the new capabilities of AI, I 100% had to get Jason back here. This is going to be a fun one. Jason, it's good to see you. Good to hear you. Welcome back to the Sales Leadership Podcast. And thanks for joining me, brother. Thank you, Rob. As always, I love being here. I love talking with you, whether it's you know on the podcast or just in general, right? Like you, you are one of my favorite people to talk to. Um, so I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come back and talk to everybody. Let's do it, man. This is going to be a fun topic. A lot's changed since we had you last. Why don't you start by updating? First of all, the show's a lot bigger. Second of all, you're doing different things. Why don't you just spend a couple minutes introducing yourself to 50,000 listeners now and, and uh, updating on what you've done? Yeah, it's amazing. Listen, I've been following the success of the show um, and, and you obviously. Uh, along the way. And um, so super, super, you know, honored and privileged to be here. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting road. You know, I, I think, um, you know, for the last, I'd say, you know, 12 months, I've, I've spent a lot of time um, diving deep into, um, you know, the future of sales, right. And uh, along the way, I also did some things I really wanted to do uh, for a really long time, um, you know, really uh, stepping away to, to, to reconnect, with, you know, family and reconnect with passion around, you know, a project like, you know, you mentioned the book, right? The author, um, you know, I wrote a children's book when my daughter was three, right? And Let's it wasn't go. even, a, it wasn't even a book then, man. Like it was, it was a poem, right? I was like, I'm gonna write her a poem. I thought it was fun. 
Um, and, you know, and her and I were going through some changes in our lives at a divorce at the time. So, you know, it was like, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of emotion there. And, you know, the things that she kind of brought to me and how she kind of saved me, uh, ironically. Um, and I wrote that down, right? And I just kind of wrote this story. And, um, and, and you know, life just kind of takes you in weird places and, you know, strange directions. And um, she's 15. And I was like, wow. I, need to, I need to get this thing out there in the world. So I did. And I, I, I kind of just started reaching out, you know, like, you know, me, I'm, I'm you know, relentlessly reaching out to publishers and pe people trying to get, you know, this thing published. And lo and behold, you know, here we are uh, a year later, it's published, it's out there in the world um, and it's doing well. So, you know, it was something I never thought I would do. Um, to be honest with you, I never thought I would write a children's book. I never thought it would actually happen, but it, it, it actually did. And it was kind of a fun experience, right? So, so That's far awesome. from the realm of sales and marketing and AI, but it was something I wanted to do and something I needed to do and, um, and, and did it. So it was great. Um, but then uh, before that, though, kind of backing up to kind of how this whole journey in AI happened, um, you know, I think probably when we spoke last time, I had just wrapped up um, this really interesting program at Harvard. Uh, that I that I had gone into. Um, and it was, you know, people looked at me a little funny when I went into it because they were like, well, man, you know, you're, you're a revenue leader. Um, you know, why are you going into a business analytics and AI program? All right. And I, you know, I did it because I knew where everything was headed. Yeah. You know, and I was in a room with, listen, I, my data science stuff goes back a really long way. You know, I was doing stuff like in yeah. Excel and SBase and SPSS. Now people are writing things in Python and, and using things like, um, you know, R and like writing these complex neural, neural network algorithms and machine learning, you know, algorithms that are, that are way beyond the stuff I was doing. So I was like, you know, I need to figure out what's happening there. So I did it and it was challenging. It was 18 months and it was challenging. And I was in a room with a lot of really talented data scientists and PhDs and folks who I probably didn't belong in the room with. Uh, on paper. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, it, it worked out really well um, because the focus of that program was data analytics and AI and the intersection of those two things. Um, and kind of the, you know, I, I call it kind of leading in the, in the age of AI, which is a book that one of the professors wrote, but oh, I applied cool. leading, I applied like kind of sales leadership in the AI to, that was my lens when I was looking at all of this and going through all of this is, how to apply this in the world of sales, right? And how to apply this to businesses and how to really create, you know, a, a future. Uh, so, so that was kind of what the, the, where, where my head was at when I was going through it. So, so that led me to, to kind of where I am today, right? Like le leaving my role at Axiom, stepping into this new world of like, you know, AI and, and, and consultation and, and, you know, starting up sales elder where, you know, I am, you know, helping to consult companies and, and, and even working with large, uh, you know, management consulting agencies to help them kind of understand the, 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 the components of sales AI and, and understand how it, how it works um, has been a really, really cool experience for me. Um, and, it, and it just kind of got me back to, I think, a point of passion, which ultimately led to, you know, kind of, hey, big, big announcement, I guess, I'll, but I can't really talk too much about it. Uh, the founding of my new company, um, which is an HCM AI company um, that is uh, it's going to cause a lot of waves, man. I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. for you to launch it. Uh, and, and when that happens, we'll have another reason to bring it back on, brother. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm stepping into a different role, right? Like, I, like I, I, I've always been on the sales and revenue generation side, and now I'm stepping into the CEO role. Um, and uh you know, it's different, right? Like it's a little different, but the funny part is it's actually not right. Like, like, especially in a startup space, like the CEO's job is so much sales and marketing, right? It, it is. is so much relationship building. It is partnerships. It's, it's doing the things that ultimately someday you will have a teams to do, but you're doing it in the beginning. Like, you know, this better than anyone, Rob. Um, so, so, you know, like I, I, you know, it's fun and it's exciting and I get to take all of the things I've learned from sales and marketing over the years and revenue operations and all the different things and apply them to getting this startup off the ground, um, and really making some waves in an industry that I think people think have been disrupted, <laughs> uh, but it really hasn't like, it's not been disrupted. Like it's about to be disrupted. 
So that's why this, that's the perfect setup for this. So I, yeah. I feel like I just saw the trailer for a really great movie and I'm so excited to watch the show based on what you just said. Um, because AI, it's the word everyone's talking about to some, it's yep. scary to some, it's exciting. Uh, some people think it's going to steal jobs. Some people think it's going to empower, like nobody knows And what I just love about your setup, Jason, as you said, I just spent 18 months with people that are like the best there is around this. Yeah. And you are someone who can help sales leaders not have to spend those 18 months, but I could start fast tracking you in some places that will help you get started quick. Yeah. And so I, I think that this is one of those inflection points that changes mm -hmm. everything. And, and I think it's also a party that we don't want to be late to. I, I don't think we're late yet, but probably leaders need to be saying, I've got to create time to learn about this. Is, is that a fair way to start this thing? Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't want to like, I don't want to scare anybody, right? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, you are late to the party, right? And and right. I mean, you're not late to the party, but if if you're not open to it, then you're late to, you know, you're late to some aspect of, of just being open to change, right? And I think that that's the one thing that, because I mean, a lot of the stuff that we'll probably talk about today is available today in some way, shape or form, right? It's the problem is like, it exists, right? Like AI and sales exist today. What's missing, Rob? And I think you kind of hit it on the head is, you know, is, is the symphony of AI is missing, right? Okay. Right. That, 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 that symphony that, that where they all kind of work together. Right. So I would say like, yeah, AI exists today in sales. People might be using bits and pieces of it, but in the end, it's the symphony that's missing. Right. And it, we're really lacking both an understanding of adoption and execution and how they all work together. Like that's the piece that's really missing because a lot of these tools exist today. Right. And some people might even be using them, but are they using them the right way? And are they, are they do they understand that, you know, the way that everything works together and, and the symphony that needs to be kind of created in, with this technology? No, they don't. So I like that analogy of the symphony, uh, Jason, and I wouldn't be surprised if we end up finding some way to use symphony concept in the title <laughs> of the show. I remember our first one was like using data to see around corners, I think is what we talked about. Yeah. Um, so I like this idea that our job is to be maybe the conductor of the symphony 100%. and figure out. So are we having like a, a solo act, like the one thing, or are we having like a a string quartet or maybe a three piece band, or is it a full symphony? We're in charge of that as leaders. Is that a fair way to look at that? It is. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like in that lack of understanding of like, like you can't conduct, right? You can't conduct an orchestra if you don't know how to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the, that's the reality is that, is that there is this symphony that needs to be created. Um, and there's these pieces that truly fit together and they're actually made to fit together if you understand how they work. Um, and, um, you know, so, so what'll happen and you'll see this and people, you know, is where the lack of adoption occurs typically when people don't understand how something works. Right. And they, and they, and they, and they think that, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, the idea of it is more intimidating than the actual reality. Right. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing with AI is that there's just so much talk of it and there's so much happening in the world of AI that, you know, people might be hearing of these super advanced AI tools and these super advanced AI you know, uh, programming that's occurring, but yet there's basic stuff that you can be doing today to help your team be successful, to help your team, to help reduce time spent. Um, so I've kind of bucketed into four categories that I've been trying Let's to go. simplify for people, you know? Let's um, go. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's making waves, man. And, and it's making waves across so many different industries. Sales is no exception here. Right, it is one hundred percent going to change the way that people operate and the way that we sell. So I want these four categories. I can't wait. Sure. That's going to be okay. awesome, and we're going to turn them into videos to put in Sales Leadership United, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Before we do, I want to stay in the conductor for one mm -hmm. last second. You sure. said something that I, you said something that I really want to uh, just look at very briefly. Mm -hmm. um, that. There's lack of adoption when there's lack of understanding. And I buy that. I'm all in on that. Like if I was playing poker with you, I would have put all my chips on what you just said on that. Okay. Yeah. So you work with a lot of sales leaders. You work with a lot of companies that work with sales. That's why you're starting a company around this. Let's get a sense. Cause sometimes people like, they feel like, well, I hear about AI. I don't know that much about it. It's a little intimidating. Generally speaking, how informed and fluent would you say sales leaders in general are? I know that generalization, you don't like it. You already don't like it. The scientist you says, Rob, that's a shitty question. But <laughs> generally speaking, like 
I, I think this will be helpful for people because I don't know what you're going to say, but I think I kind of have an idea. How yeah. generally speaking, where are we in that understanding world? So, uh, I, I mean, it's it's really hard to say. I mean, I, so so HubSpot, you know, they're 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 a great company, right? They they did a yep. survey of about like 1,300. I think it was like 1,350 professionals. Um, and but the thing was, it wasn't sales professionals, right? It was like 1,350 professionals across Leaders. like yeah. sales, service, you know, across all the. So, and then they came out with some sales numbers, right? And the sales numbers were like 35% of, you know, salespeople surveyed use AI to automate tasks and like 34% use it for data-driven insights and then 31% use it for writing content, right? So the problem with those numbers is we don't know what the N is, right? Like we don't know, we don't know what, we don't know what the sample size is, right? So, yeah. so is of that 1350, is it five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so for me, it's hard because the sample size feels low. Um, I would probably say if I had to guess, I would say adoption in some way, shape or form is probably in the less than 20%, right? True adoption of sales AI in that kind of symphony way that I'm talking about, right? I think that maybe people use AI here and there, right? You know, the thing is like ChatGPT's ruined it. <laughs> you know, I love ChatGPT. I think it's great, but people don't really understand ChatGPT and they kind of have fun with it. But the reality is ChatGPT is so much more powerful than anyone knows. Right. And the reason it's more powerful than anyone knows is because people don't who use it, like the lay person don't, don't know how to really prompt it. Right. Like they just ask a basic question. Right. But actually, like the most effective way to use something like ChatGPT is to ask it a, you know, to ask, ask it to ask you. Right. So if I were really? trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of an interesting little uh, trick. So if you want to do something and you have an idea, you basically ask ChatGPT, like, what are the questions that you would like me to ask you? around this topic. And then ChatGPT will come back to you with a list of questions, right? And then you come back to ChatGPT with a refined list of questions, right? And you kind of do this dance a few times um, and you finally get to something amazing, right? And like, but that's like a little trick that most people don't even know, right? Like most people just ask it a basic question. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. And so like, uh, but, like something like that is like, it's so but I think ChatGPT, when I say it ruined it, because I think like people think it's very basic when it's actually ChatGPT is massively complex and massively powerful. And, um, you know, it's like, it almost does it a disservice when people just ask it a simple question, <laughs> you know? So makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think, so I think there is adoption. If you, if you want to consider like basic questions to ChatGPT adoption, maybe there's a higher level of adoption, but I'm talking about this symphony, right? Like the, the true, like let's use this to truly improve our productivity, to truly improve results you're less than 20%, maybe even less than 10. Yeah. And the reason I ask that is, I, again, we got 50,000 people listening here. I, I want them to realize like, yeah, we, we aren't too late. We may be like late to do, like, you're not late. Like you're surrounded no. by people that, that, yeah, you, you can create advantages with this right now. Like, is mm -hmm. that a fair thing for me to say that? Right. It As is, we kick it this is off? fair. Yeah, it is fair. Okay. And I think, and I think there are, there are a main, there are a few companies out there that are creating tools that ultimately will harness the power of AI in this symphony type of model. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, the, the, that no one's too late right now. I think we are so early in this, um, even though it feels like because there's just so much activity, right? Like there's just so much activity in chat and in, in, in AI and people are like, oh my gosh, like we're, we're, we're behind, we're going to lose. Like, yeah, we are so, ah. we have so far to go, man. Let's go. See, I think that's good. I want our listeners, I hope that they're like walking their dog or driving their car or whatever. They're smiling and nodding their head and say, okay, let's go. Because I yeah. look at it whenever there's something like this, there's like two C's. One is I either want to capitalize on it or B, I want to catch up. Which yeah. is it? I'm going to capitalize. So I think that we can, I can't wait. Like you got your four things. Like you beat me to the punch. Like <laughs> how do we either capitalize or catch up? Like how do we do it as a salesperson or a sales leader? Like let's go. Like let's, let's have you take it where we want to go. We got to, we got a good chunk of time still we've got about a half hour let's mm -hmm. let's go into your four things or wherever else you want to take it how does a sales leader yeah. start dabbling here yeah i mean like so I, my four buckets really uh, and these are buckets like these buckets rob exist for just you know sales in general right like or the health of a business in general right so it starts with outreach and engagement right like that that's okay. the first bucket that you should be looking for ai outreach and engagement second bucket is process and execution Right. And then the third and fourth bucket are basically health measures. Right. So health of sales, health of revenue. 
right? So these are how these are the four areas in which AI will have an immediate impact in the next three years for sales leaders, right? It's outreach and engagement, process and execution, health of sales, health of revenue, right? Those are the Love four it. areas, right? right? And then when you start to look at those types of areas, right? Like what are the things that that kind of um, you know the the motions that you can be impacting, right? Lead scoring, right? Massively important. AI is revolutionizing lead tech, like lead scoring. Um, it allows massive amounts of data to be prioritized and analyzed in like in milliseconds, right? Like our tool, like our tool that we're building, like our our platform that we're building. I mean, it's taking things that would have taken three months. It was taking things that would have cost tens of thousands of dollars and producing it in less than a minute. Right. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. Right. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, lead scoring technology has come so far, right. It's not just, you know, like the, the, you know, the, the, the inputs that you used to have to put in, there are technologies out there that are actually taking the motions that you're going through inside of your CRM and other things and developing those things for you as you go. Right. Um, it's super powerful. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, so looking at things like likelihood to convert, you know, um, you know, enabling sales reps to focus on high value opportunities, like all of that stuff is being done through AI. Um, and it's not new, man. Like this has been going on for a little while. It's just maybe the algorithms were different. Now it's much more complex, um, the algorithms, but you don't have to worry about that, right? You're just worried about the output that the system is creating. Not, you know, you're not looking, you're not, you don't know how, to, you don't need to know how to make the sausage. You just need to eat it right in the end. Um, so, so I think that's like, so like lead scoring, like outreach and sales engagement is another one where I still cannot believe that people everywhere aren't using automated cadences and aren't using, you know, customized messaging for AI and all these tools that exist out there that kind of help create accuracy within your CRM by looking at, you know, motions of these types of tools, right? So like, as an example, right, like cadence management, like everyone should be running on cadences, right? Any type of sales organization, whether you're a BDR team, whether you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a direct selling team, like everyone needs to be running on cadences. And the reason for that is because it takes a lot of the manual work out of it for the reps, right? Because then this is the symphony, right? Like if you have cadences that are automated and you have technology that's then recording conversations and taking insight from those conversations and developing, you know, um, you know, helping to develop the overall kind of deal strategy and deal forecasting because it's pulling out things that you're saying in your conversations and you're doing these things in a, in a very regimented and cadenced you know, uh, method, all of these um, inputs are not manual anymore. There are things that you're saying or things that you're doing um, that the, that the system is capturing, right? And then it creates this type of, you know, you can even have like deal strategy created from it and recommendations and call coaching. Like there's just so much, Rob. Like, so that's just outreach, right? Like we haven't even gotten yeah. into the second bucket, which is process and execution, right? Process execution, like automated sales support, right? Dude, if you're not using chatbots today, like true, wait, hold on. Let me just be really clear. There is a difference in the world of chatbots, by the way. There are okay. chatbots, there are chatbots, and then there are AI-powered conversational chatbots. Very different, right? Like your traditional like kind of chatbot, um, which is mostly just kind of like, um, you know, um, kind of decision tree algorithms, right? Like these, you know, if they, yes. if they say yes to this, then- Which this, I hate, by the way. Oh, the I freaking hate the those worst. things. Yes. The worst. Yeah, but there are AI conversational chatbots out there that are changing everything. Like you don't even know you're talking to a bot, right? You literally think you're talking to a person. Um, and, you know, those things are much more powerful. It's much more like, you know, like, so if you're actually, if you actually maintain the conversation with ChatGPT, you know what I'm talking about. Like if you actually had a conversation with it versus just using it as like a, like a, you know, data source or like an information source, you can actually have a conversation with ChatGPT. It's kind of crazy. Um, I've never done that. Yeah, yeah that, it's, that's... Kinda, it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> but like, so like something like that, right? Like chatbots, like every sales organization should be using chatbots. Um, they should be using virtual assistants, right? They should be using those things because those things capture data while like the interaction is occurring, right? And then those data points are then fed into your CRM, which then inform your sales process, right? Um, and they're so much better at taking notes than humans, right? Like that's the other thing is like, we are terrible at listening, as humans, right? So, so that's why I know, you know, um, so, so that piece of so process execution, so sales support, CRM management, um, dynamic pricing, another thing, right? How many organizations truly aren't dynamically pricing, right? They just have these static pricing that occurs um, in, their, in their system and they, they, they don't understand like 
perhaps maybe you can charge for different levels of service based off of conversations that are having. Like there's so much you can do with pricing and AI to look at how your organization is pricing and what the market demands are. And like, so there's more work that can be done there and there's AI that exists to help that. And then the last piece is like, once you go through kind of like sales support, you know, CRM management and kind of data entry into like your pricing, then you get into like presentations, right? Like customized presentations. All of these things can be done with all of the inputs that we talked about before, right? So process, process execution, the systems are listening to you and then they're building the presentation at the end based on everything that was talked about and everything that was logged, right? Yeah. So it's very customized now. And all of this stuff, like I said, exists in the world today. It's just that the symphony is not there, right? Like no one's truly doing the conduction to bring everything together in a way that a sales rep can like the, you know, log on in the morning, make calls, right? You know, execute on their cadences. And then within a certain time frame, have all of this stuff delivered and ready within the time period in which they need to deliver the presentation. Like it's all done for them. Like that doesn't exist today, right? Like maybe some companies are doing it out there. Um, but I don't know that anyone's actually really doing it. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Okay. So that was the first two, right? Yeah. The last, the last, no, it's a lot, right? I'm son, I'm going yeah. fast. Um, the last, the last two are really around health metrics, right? Um, and this is, I, you know me, I've been, I've been all about data for a long time, right? I talk about it all the time. Um, this is where the intersection of data and the future of sales comes into play. I've been preaching data analytics and data cleanliness and data for a really long time um, to help people see around corners. Um, but I think now the data conversation is very different because now it's like you need to, it's the quality of your inputs Yep. that will feed these AI systems to generate amazing outputs, right? And that's the difference is like what, and like, that's why I keep on saying like, we're terrible, like human beings are typically terrible at listening and taking notes and, and entering data the right way. Our recall. Do you have a, do you have a t notes tool that you like, or do you, we not want to endorse on this? Cause I've looked at a few <laughs> and I actually, or is that a bad question? Would you rather not, it's not answer? It's not a bad question. I, I have no problem talking about who I kind of like favor in this space. Yeah. Um, I actually think Gong is the best tool out there for this. I haven't and, used their version of that. Okay. That's interesting. Well, they transcribe everything for you, Rob. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like it's it, like, that's why a tool like Gong is so powerful because not only does it allow for the conversation intelligence component, it transcribes everything. You can take the transcript of your conversations and have them log into your CRM system. Right. So you know what that does? That's a huge deal. Right. Um, say I leave as a rep. Now there's territory intelligence that's built into from, it. Yeah. yeah. Right into it. So it's like, hey, not only can I see how many times Rob called this company, I can see what Rob talked about. Love right? it. Love it. Um, and then and anytime data is in a system, it becomes so, like something that's referenceable and searchable. Right. So more, more powerful AI tools, like maybe, you know, Salesforce's Einstein, if we're using Salesforce as a CRM, right, can now look at all the data that's been into it into, into Salesforce and create some sort of a plan, right? Some sort of a output that you can use, right? So I think that's why, like, so I, I really do like Gong. I mean, I like Chorus too, but I think Gong has gone a little bit further in like creating, uh, you know, I think a bit more of a symphony tied to what they do, right? Like cool. they, they've created something. So I, I'm, 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 I, you know, so, you know, so there, there you go. Let's keep, yeah. I started to derail you. Yeah. A plug I, for gone. I, I, I had to ask. Sorry. I started to derail yeah, no, you. No, you're good, man. Cause they, they show up a lot in, in, I, I created kind of a matrix of like, you know, these are the four buckets. These are the things that fit. Of course you did. Are, I know you did. <laughs> and then like, these are the companies that do it today that do it well, you know? So they're, they show up a few times, by the way, on my list. Um, so, uh, but on the health of sales side, right. There's so much that you can learn from data analytics and, 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 you know, we've been talking about that for a really long time, but it's like sales performance analytics, intelligent sales coaching, and next gen sales forecasting are all tied to um, this, this kind of like AI machine that we're talking about from a health of sales perspective. AI can deliver this stuff in milliseconds with high levels of accuracy, but you got to remember the data needs to be accurate, right? The inputs need to be accurate, um, which is why, again, Symphony, right? Everything that starts in the beginning needs to be captured and accurately input. That's why computers are better at doing it. Once you've done that, then then this analytics and coaching and 
and forecasting component becomes so much easier because you're not relying on people to enter in data that they don't want to enter in as it is, right? Like how many times have you heard like sales reps say like, oh, there's just too much, too much admin, too much admin. Dude, AI every, is meant- Every yeah. salesperson, yeah. Yeah, and AI is meant to stop that, right? But the problem, there's a price to pay and the price to pay is adoption, right? You need to adopt tools and, and technologies like, you know, automated cadences and things like that in order to kind of feed the system so that you don't have to enter that, right? So- so let's 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 do something that I know you're gonna be awesome at. I you gave me like I'm listening to everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I love your four buckets. I love the symphony concept, and I love the idea that very few people have adopted because it's new. And so let's pretend that you're right that like it's ten percent, fifteen percent actually are doing something with AI, yep. and we apply it to fifty thousand. That's a shitload of people that are listening to us right now that have never done anything with AI, right? Is that like, you're, yeah, no, again, right. you're smiling, right. you're smiling. So yeah, that's right. if, if we were to tell, tell these 35 or 40,000 people, like where's a couple of places like are easy places to get started and start to increase your confidence and comfort level, like in maybe in each of these buckets, like so for an, and maybe you can't do it for all four because I don't know, but like, is there yeah. like a, one or two things that you might say, listen, here's how you get rolling here. Here's how you get rolling here. Like things you can do because I already know you've done it. You're doing it. You're building yeah. a company around it. I would love to give our listeners just a little something that says, all right, because I listened to Jason, I'm going to go try this today. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's two, 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 like, let's kind of spread this out. Like, this is how my brain works. I bucket things. Yep. Um, I love it. So so let's start with sales, le- sales leadership, right? Because that's kind of where this all starts, right? So sales yep. leaders, um, you know, they need to, they need, they, they sales leaders need to 100% embrace AI as the way forward, right? Because it's, it's going to happen. And no matter what level of leadership you're at, um, you know, obviously the higher level of leadership you are, the more influence you have on, on kind of yep. implementing these types of things. But, but I, I, you know, the, I could say if I were to bucket into five areas that a leadership team or leaders need to kind of really focus on um, around AI and kind of adoption and utilization is, is, is education and demystification, right? Like they need to demystify this for their teams, right? So sales leaders should be educating their teams on the benefits and capabilities, dispelling any myths and misconceptions or fears, because you know the fear of of the fear of AI replacing a seller, right? It shouldn't be there, right? We're not there. Right. We're not. We're not at a point at. We're not at a point of cognition with AI, right? We're not at a point of true reasoning with AI, right? So, so I think we are at a point of where we can kind of mimic those things, but we we don't right. we aren't we can't true we aren't truly at a point at a point where we are at I would say true cognition. So. You know, so maybe menial types of tasks and menial types of sales actions can be replaced, but sales reps don't want to do that anyway, right? So I think like demystifying it and getting it rid of that fear that like, hey, if we start to do these types of things, um, you know, uh, your job's going to go away. Or we start to bring these types of things in. Now, Big Brother is is watching you, right? And the reality is it's not about Big Brother. It's about It's about inputs into our system that are more accurate so that you don't have to do them and waste your time doing them so that we can ultimately help you be more successful. So I think, I think that kind of education, demystification, and then fostering uh, cultures of innovation. I think sometimes sales, like we run so fast that we aren't really thinking of kind of innovation um, in kind of the way that I would say like process improvement innovation or, or kind of innovation in the way that we actually sell um, versus product innovation. I think we always look at product innovation, but we don't look at like, how are we innovating in the way that we're truly selling uh, uh, and, and kind of going and leveraging those new technologies? I mean, I know that some people are, but most people aren't. Uh, and then the other thing is selecting the right tools. So if you're a sales leader, I would really encourage you to kind of start educating yourself on what the, the, the best sales tools are out there, AI-driven sales tools out there. Um, and then working with maybe your IT teams or your partners to say like, okay, what are the integration capabilities and what do we need from a level of support and what companies are doing it really well? And there's a lot of ways to do that, Rob, right? Like you can, you can search that on the internet. You can go out to G2, G squared. You can go out to, um, you know, HubSpot's a great resource because I got to be honest with you, like for a company that is a CRM um, and they offer a lot of really tools, they're super um, fair, I think, in their assessment of other tools. And um, I, cool. I have a lot of respect for the way that they kind of deliver um, a lot of the insights around AI uh, in sales. So that's good, good, good resource. 
um, ongoing training and support, and then leading by example, right? Those are the four, five areas I would say that sales leaders need to really focus on. If you're a sales rep and you want to learn more about AI and the way that it can help you, I think, um, you know, early on, like the quick way to do it is like leverage tools like, um, you know, leverage tools like ChatGPT and Bard, right? Start getting comfortable with interacting with those types of tools. Um, you know, I think those are, those are specifically things that you can start to look at. Um, and then I know this is going to sound like I'm sure most sales preps are going to be like, of course you said that you're a sales leader. Um, but I think, uh, I think really being open to adoption of these types of tools that are meant to make your life easier. Right. I think, um, you know, using a tool, like I'll just use sales loft as an example or outreach, right? Like actually adopting those types of tools and using those tools. They're, they're like the gateway drug to AI, man. They're like, you know, they're the ways that you can then say, okay, like I'm using these tools and they're doing these kind of cool things. And I can, you know, like half the time people who use these tools, they use like a fraction of the power, right? Like, like Zoom Info's like, you know, tool, like people use like a fraction of the power. They just want to like find the list of people, right? Like, oh, let's just find who this person is. It's like, hold on, man. There's other things you can do here. Um, so really understanding like what are the true capabilities of your tech stack? right? Because a lot of these tools today already have AI built into them, right? But again, it's how do you make it work together? Like what's the secret? So, so you've given me some ideas. Like, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you if like, I'm going to piece some of the stuff together and ask mm -hmm. you like what you think, because I want to create scenarios that our listeners might benefit from if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like in a team meeting, could we like have a team meeting where it's, or cause I think too many team meetings are around just information sharing rather than capability building. Yep. And could we have one around finding ways to use AI for researching or writing sure. that first and say, let's pick a customer and then let's have everyone like start this conversation with a, like G chat GPT. That, when you said that, I was like, that sounds like a fun thing to do in a team meeting, like it start is. a conversation and Maybe we do a screen share and let everybody participate, say, let's say this, do this. And, or let's prepare, have like two or three people all bring and we do a screen share on teams or whatever. And we let everybody see ways that we can learn to ask the right questions or find the right priorities and say, okay, this is what they gave you. Now let's talk about how we use it in a way where it sounds like it's us talking and not somebody else. Is that, yeah. is that a, is that a good way to do that? So here's an example, right? This is going to okay. sound kind of crazy, but not even crazy. It's just going to sound silly, right? So I'm, I'd say I'm, I want to do exactly what you just said, right? Um, I'm a sales rep and maybe I'm going to call on Rob and Rob's yep. in an industry that I've never really sold to before. And Rob's maybe at a level where maybe I'm not too sure about his, you know, his buyer persona, right? So I go to chat GPT and I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, what type of question should I ask Rob who, or, or a CEO of a company who is in this industry? Um, what do they care about? What types of questions should I ask that'll help generate interest in XYZ industry, whatever I sell, um, and bubble, and you just rattle off like this, this these questions to ChatGPT, uh, and ChatGPT will deliver you the results in seconds. It'll say, "Hey, based off of what you told me, this is what I suggest." Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just try it, right? Like, and that's yeah. a great, and it's a great. What you said is a really good example. Like, do it in a team meeting. If you're a sales leader, like, hey. Let's just let's just play with this thing. Let's like let me show you the power or something like this. Or hey, craft me a really awesome email to Rob about why my company in this industry is relevant to his business in this industry. What why it's so important? What are the value drivers? Blah 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 blah. It will deliver that to you, but you have to ask the questions in the right way, right? So play with it, and then next you know now it's crafting your emails. Now it's crafting your content. Now it's crafting your outreach. Now it's giving you a list of 10 questions to ask Rob. I did something similar to that when I was helping one of my clients start to doubt. I'm not you. I, I, I'm one of the reasons I'm getting people like you on the show is I'm trying to learn as much as I can because I feel like this is something you can't learn unless you do it. I think that's yeah. an important thing from this. You don't just get to be like Neo in the matrix where they plug you into the back of the neck and <laughs> he says, Oh, I know Kung Fu. We, we don't yeah. get to do it that way. No. You've got to actually do it. And so I think that when we start, you're dead on, you're going to learn how to prompt this. I still am only okay at it, mm -hmm. but I work on it a little bit every day. And yeah. I, I, what I have found is when I start like digging deeper inside a certain target or customer that I want to work with, it does start having better conversations with me. And yeah. even if you're superficial, I found like what would have taken me half an hour to do some research around, 
it'll give me like 10 ideas in 20 seconds. And I may say three yeah. of those are awesome. The other seven I don't need, but those three, they were worth the 30 seconds, right? 100%. Yeah. And then, and that's why I kind of say like, you know, it's, 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 you know, chat GPT is an example of something where I think that there's adoption of it, but it's like almost novelty adoption right now. Yeah. Like people think it's cool. It's a right? gimmick. It's a yeah. gimmick. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, it's not a gimmick. There are companies out there, like very well-respected companies in the world who are using chat GPT as their basis for their chat platform, right? They're using wow. open AI and, and open AI platforms like chat GPT to drive customer interaction, right? Like, like that's the other thing. I, I didn't really talk much about the health of revenue component of my little bucket, but like customer insights is one of those components of that bucket. And like, you know, the, the ability to get insights and to your point, do research and like have like these complex kind of like, uh, you know, like algorithms doing the work for you where I'm like, Hey, let me tell me more about this specific industry and why it matters that they need to like buy from us. Right. Like craft me like, uh, you know, a detailed value proposition around this specific industry. Right. You could use it to do stuff like that and really cut your research time in half. Like, Sales reps, from what I you know, having been a sales rep and having worked with sales reps, like the research component, the really great reps do it, right? The really great reps mm -hmm. spend the time and do it. Now we can augment that, right? So the time they were spending, the hours they were spending now become minutes. Now we've just hyper, like hyperspeed, we've created a hyperspeed model for them to do research, right? So your top sales reps who typically spend hours doing research, maybe now they're spending minutes. Now they could do 10 times as much research. Right. And maybe your reps who weren't very good at it and who, you know, kind of like me have ADHD and kind of are all over the place. Now <laughs> I and I can only focus for short periods of time. Now AI has allowed it so that I can create my do my research in these short bursts of time. Right. And I could do maybe, you know, 10 times or five times the amount of research I would have done um, before. So I think like that's the thing. Like, and that's the thing I talk about, Rob, all the time is like. AI is not meant to replace humans. It's meant to augment us, right? It's augmenting performance. Yeah, I I think that what I love about what you just said, and we got to wrap, I can't believe it. We're, every time I talk to you, Jason, I always say it at the end, <laughs> we're, we're down to our last five minutes and I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. And I want to give you time for some final thoughts. Like this fear, I think is irrational. That's and it's irrational. And I think it's what it might be rational is it might be something you're right. It's not going to replace salespeople. It might weed out lazy salespeople. 100%. It might weed out bad salespeople, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to create more separation between those who are good at using tools and those who are lazy. I think that's what I think we'll see. I don't know if yeah. you agree with that or not. Well, I think the sales profession is changing, right? I think that the people who are um, I think industrial, I do think industrial age selling is kind of gone, right? I think the age of selling in the world, in the age of AI is here. Um, and I think what that means is, again, we're going to have more, way, way more informed buyers, right? Because by the way, the same research we can do on customers, they can do on us, right? Yep. Um, the same questions that, you know, the questions that we may want to ask, they can come up with questions they want to ask, right? And they become more informed. So everyone becomes more informed. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Right. Because that ultimately, when people are informed, it cuts down on speculation. It cuts down on um, a lot of back and forth, which is really, really important. Um, and I think that those people who are open to this type of stuff um, are going to help it augment their performance. Right. Like that's really the benefit mm -hmm. of this. It is augmented human performance. Right. That's how I look at AI. I don't look at AI as artificial intelligence. I look at it as augmented intelligence. Right. It is helping us be better and more proficient at what we do. We do things faster, we do things more effectively. And um, it makes us, it helps us maximize our, our, our productivity, right? And this is where I was talking about earlier is like, you know, and then you and I, before we got on camera was uh, uh, on the call was, you know, um, this is about taking the menial redundancy type of tasks and eliminating them, right? To help us get to more creativity, more fulfillment in the things that we, doing the fun things that we love about our job, right? Because everyone hates to do the menial repetitive stuff. So yes. AI, AI is going to replace that and do that for us, right? So that we can spend more time making it to our kids' baseball games, right? Making it to our kids' soccer games, right? Having the, this personal assistant that is AI help us have a better quality of life, both at work and at home. Drop the mic. Drop the <laughs> mic, dude. 
you had me at baseball game. Um, how do people get more of you? Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. I want people, I, we got a lot of people way more than we ever had. Like I said, you were in the first 20, I think, guests way, way back. We have a worldwide audience. I, I want to make it easy. How do they get more of you? How do they, you know, get what you have to offer? How do they follow you? How do they get your book? All of yeah. that stuff. How, how do they get more Jason? Yeah. I mean, so if you, uh, if you, uh, if you want the book, right. If you want to learn a little bit more about how, uh, my daughter brought color to my life, you can get that on, uh, I have it on LinkedIn. I have a link on my LinkedIn that goes to the Amazon site. Uh, it's available in board. It's also on like in Barnes and Noble. It's in books a million. It's, it's in a lot of the different so bookstores. Cool. So cool. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then, but on the, on the AI stuff and like on the, on the sales stuff, um, you know, saleselder.com is my website. It's my consulting company. Um, we do a lot of stuff. We do fractional like CGO stuff. Uh, chief growth officer stuff. We do a lot of uh, AI consulting, um, a lot of, um, you know, kind of sales process and execution consulting, which are very tied to AI. Um, LinkedIn is is a big place to find find my information. It's Jason, uh, Jason A. Santana, MBA uh, on LinkedIn. Um, but, you know, saleselder.com that, you know, I have a contact me there. Um, you, can, you can reach out to me there and then just stay, I would say, stay tuned. We're, we're going to launch our uh, our startup in January uh which um it's going to create some waves in the world let's of, go uh, in the hcm space so it's going to be fun um you know but we'll still keep sales sales elder going uh it's going to be you know like sales elder is going to ultimately morph into more of an educational kind of uh pro you know tool for sales leaders and for folks that are really interested in kind of augmenting their uh sales organization's performance leveraging technology and ai all right. And we're going to put those links in the show notes. So your LinkedIn and your website uh, for sales elder and for, um, and for your book, all that, we'll have the links there. I want to make it as easy awesome. as possible, you know, take him up on his offer, reach out, connect to him, get a hundred percent, reach out to us whenever you want. I mean, um, I, the one thing I love having, and it's just, I know we gotta, we gotta go, but I will say like interaction with my AI posts on LinkedIn are, it's funny, are less than like standard sales related things. And I think it's because it goes to that 10% thing. I think people like see it as like, oh, more AI noise and like more yeah. AI conversation. But, you know, I think it's time that people need to start really taking, and I'm not trying to boost my views. <laughs> I don't care about that. I'm trying to educate people, right? Let's boost them. Yeah, I want to educate people in that, you know, like these are the things that are out there. I mean, I even did a series on the tools that exist today, right? That you can be leveraging to improve your, your sales organization. I mean, these are things that people are already using, Rob tools that are already in your already in your arsenal already in your tech stack right um real practical stuff so i think um you know give a follow you know um have a have a look at some of the articles i've written about it um i have a blog on on the website you can also read some of that stuff there too all right man i know we're out of time we're up on it but i want i, I want to finish this is a really important way to finish i want you to put a bow on it like, like Two minutes, one minute, however long, like one final soundbite. You got, you got a lot of people listening. If there's one last thing you want them to hear as we sign off about our topic today, what would your final message be to a worldwide audience? Yeah, I think uh, for, 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 for the message I want everyone to kind of take in, truly take in, is, is something I just said a little while ago, is that AI is, is, is not meant to replace us, right? AI is meant to help us be better. Uh, at what we do, but it also, and this is the big piece I want to talk about is like, you know, everyone wants more time, right? It's the one thing we don't, we don't have, right? We all have the same amount of time, right? And we need more time for the things that really matter in life. And, you know, Rob and I, you, you and I have talked about this. Um, yep. I think that AI is that tool that will, will, will kind of be the savior for, for us when it comes to that, right? I think that AI will provide us with more time to do the things that are really important in life. Um, it'll allow us to really unlock our creativity. It'll help us unlock more time with our family and our friends um, because eventually, you know, ultimately, or it already is here now, um, th those AI tools that exist and the ones that are going to be created are going to take away the things that we, like the, the, the things that take up the most time for us, right? And, and that to me is the biggest piece of AI and why I'm so passionate about it is because I want more time with my kids and my family and my friends, Right. And I feel like my my work life and it has taken over in many aspects, and AI is giving me that time back because it's doing the things that took up all that time, right? Um, so I think I think that's one thing I will say is like I know that's a bit more esoteric than than you know like hey you need it to improve your sales organization. I just think that like this this is a Love very it. important point.
to AI is that technology advancements in automated, uh, augmented intelligence and artificial intelligence are meant to make us better and give us more time to do the things that we love to do versus the things that we have to do. Boom. Jason, you never failed at this point. I always wish that I had longer episodes whenever I talk to you. It, first of all, it's great to see you. We'll have videos up on Sales Leadership United. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll clip this into a bunch of good sound bites that are easy to use. Awesome. Uh, I, I love your perspective on the what A really means in AI. It's nothing artificial about it. Nope. Augmented, augmented intelligence, augmented performance. I love it. And mm -hmm. if people can just have that, augmentation to our intelligence and our performance is only a good thing. Yeah, Jason, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for being someone that we can count on for the important things like this. Thank you for get, being willing to share an hour of your time with people all around the world. Congrats on your success. Can't wait to see what comes next. And on behalf of a lot of people in a lot of places, thank you and, and good luck, my friend. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate everything. Hey everyone, welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has lived on Patreon and has grown to be the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. And I could not be more excited to announce that Sales Leadership United now has its own home at salesleadershipunited.com. Listen, I coach over 100 sales leaders in big companies, small companies, new companies, every industry, uh, people that are new to leadership, people that are new to their company, some of the newest uh, sales leaders in the world, but also some of the most seasoned and successful sales leaders in the world. And every one of them wants more tools, more insights, more perspective. They ask me questions like, how do you create systems? How do you create foundations? How do you create change? What are the best frameworks? What's the best way to coach? How do you lead up, manage up? How do I connect to a totally different generation? And the number one question I get, what are other leaders like me doing to solve problems like the ones I'm facing right now? And that's why you want to check out Sales Leadership United. Tools, training, techniques, perspective that can only come from the benefit of thousands of hours with other leaders from all around the world. If you haven't checked out Sales Leadership United, head to salesleadershipunited.com, get to the checkout page and use the code ROB, that's R-O-B, and get a free trial on me. Now, listen, I've been a big fan of, of, of Jason for a long time. Uh, if you're a newer listener to the show, I hope that you can see why Jason now is one of our rare three-time guests. And to those that have been listening to the show for a long time, there's going to be a lot of you that have heard Jason all three times. I hope you found this latest conversation to be the best one yet. Because I'm a big fan of the work Jason does. His perspective for sales leaders is so unique. A, he's a data scientist turned sales leader turned AI guru. And I love the distinction that Jason made early, early on in this conversation. Where he said, a ton of people say, if you aren't doing things with AI, you're late. He talked about that and he paused. He said, yeah, you're not late, but this part is true. Okay. After he said that that statement that you're late, too late, if you haven't started doing anything, here's the distinction. He said, if you're not open to AI and I'm putting open in bold and I'm underscoring it, if you're not open to AI, you're late. Now, this is something that every single one of the 50,000 listeners to this show should consider. How open are you? Are you closed? Or are you looking for ways to augment that in areas that you're already doing well? That's another favorite part of this conversation. Um, he said that AI is not about artificial intelligence. It's augmented intelligence. And that we must be open to considering it, to learning about it, to trying new ways to add it to what we already do. And we had this conversation a couple weeks ago and and... Uh, last weekend, uh, I was at this, uh, I, w I went to the Utah Symphony for kind of a Halloween themed concert at the Utah Symphony. And, and I watched the musicians tuning their instruments and then the conductor came in and they got, you know, they sat at attention and he kind of tapped, wrapped the conductor stand with his little conductor's wand and their instruments came up and they sat at attention and uh, he, he brought them all like into line and then they played these four movements of a very fav famous symphony by Rachmaninoff. 
And the emotion he was able to create as he had every part of the symphony playing their part was amazing to me. I noticed instruments I would have never noticed as I watched him bring them in and out of different areas. Alone, these different musicians had interesting parts and they were like ridiculously talented. But as they came in and out as part of a larger symphonic experience, it was magical. It was moving. It was memorable. And yes, it was epic. That symphony created a killer experience that I won't forget. And as sales leaders, our job is to be the conductor of our own symphonies. Our job is to bring different musicians to play different roles in different situations. Those, those might be salespeople or SDRs or CS experts or solution experts or sales engineers or different members of the leadership team. It could be different tools and so much more. And they're all brought together in harmony at the right time and in the right place to create a magical, memorable, moving, and yes, epic experience for the customers we serve. We've probably all been on the bad end of a negative experience. Uh, I shared one just just today on, on LinkedIn and, and, and a good experience, an epic experience and a negative experience Usually it's just a couple things that takes you. It's like that thin line between love and hate. And if you can be that leader who brings all the symphony together in a really epic way, you'll see massive, massive change happen with small, small tweaks to the way you lead the music. And so just like the conductor in the symphony brought different musicians and different instruments in at different times, you are the conductor for your team. And that means you need the right musicians playing the right music at the right time. And AI is one of those instruments that needs to be in your symphony. Now, it doesn't have to play all the time, and AI doesn't even have to be the lead instrument. But it does need to be something that helps tie some of the other parts together. So my suggestion is to follow Jason's advice. Look at the four buckets so you can capitalize on AI, not just catch up. Make the decision to spend a little time in scheduled blocks to learn a little more about AI. Test some use cases. Bring members of your team into the test group. Follow the five steps Jason shared. First, embrace it. Be open to it. Second, foster that culture of innovation. Third, select the right tools. Fourth, make ongoing use case and tool training the norm, not just something that happens every now and then. And then fifth, lead by example. Share your experiences on how you're making it work and then stay open to growth. Do not get left behind by becoming closed off. Jason, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on your success. I am excited to see the AI offerings you and your team bring to the table. Can't wait. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just like chomping at the bit to see what it is your team bring, brings to us. I appreciate the way you're helping sales leaders everywhere learn to use these tools the right way. And, and how you're helping create more conductors of more epic symphonies. And as a result, helping these members of these teams create magical, memorable, and moving experiences that are epic. My advice to each of you, connect with Jason. Reach out to him. You're going to find him to be an incredible resource. I love the things he shares regularly, and you will too. Listen, I've made it really easy with links in the show notes for you to connect with Jason and use his resources. And you're going to find that he'll respond to you. Jason's a terrific human being. If you reach out, he'll respond. And I can't wait to get him back on here again sometime soon when he releases that AI product that he can talk about with us. And then be sure to check out the Sales Leadership United to get video segments uh, of the highlights of my conversation with Jason and, and other amazing guests of the show. I'll have several clips that will be huge leadership resources for you. You'll want to use them for sure. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes, and you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head over to salesleadershipunited.com and check it out. I think you'll be glad you did. If you like this message, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share this episode on your social channels, and then get after it this week, because life is short. There's no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. Maximize what you do today, be elite, live strong, and chase your passions, and do your best work so you can live your best life. You got this, and I got you. Have a terrific week.
Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.